Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really naturally to me. I got We're back. Big Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G with Will Perry. Don't forget, follow us at the Golf Insiders. Stay tuned with all of our golf chatter. We've got plenty to go for you this week. I missed you last week, dude. I know. Tweet, tweet. So much so that I, you know, didn't even know what to do when we went on Facebook Live. Plenty of blogs I'm pleading out there for exhaustion. Well. <laughs> I, I can't blame you there, that's for sure. All right, we're going to waste no more time. We're going to go to uh, one of our favorite golf insiders because we've got some LPJ golf to talk about. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Hello, Steve. Holly, how are you? It's great to be with you, as always. Yes, thank you, my friend. And I know you uh, were up at the Barclays kind of doing double duty this time of year, but I, I do want to... Uh, Talk about this big win, her fifth win of the season, the Canadian Pacific Women's Open, Aria Jutanyagar. She is on fire. How about that? I mean, five wins in the second half of the season, and we're not done yet. I mean, we make the Asian swing where she typically plays exceedingly well. So I really think that uh, this is this is the kind of breakout season that we have expected for a long time, given the talent level that, that – uh, that May has always shown, but but you know, you just never knew when she was going to be able to get out of her own way. Well, boy, has she ever done so and done it in a fashion that I don't think I don't think anybody ever expected five wins in this short span, and and to do so the way she has done it. I mean, just overpowering golf courses and fields. It's it's really been tremendous to see. Really, kind of the best, at least on the LPGA tour since back in 2010, 2011, with the likes of Yanni when she was dominating the game to that. Um, aspect. Interesting that you would bring that comparison up because she's doing it in much the same way. I mean, she blows it past everybody. She just she just overpowers golf courses, uh, and she does it without even hitting a driver. I mean, when she hits it, the sound is different. The compression is different. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's almost as if you know you're watching a PGA Tour player when you see the ball rocket off the face the way it does with her. So, uh, it, you know, I expect a lot more of these wins and and uh, you know I just hope she's able to stay healthy uh, and continue to ride this wave of confidence. Well, it was probably really only a matter of time, right? From from that little gap from I mean she was dominating her last 2 years playing junior golf, you know, as a 17 and an 18-year-old. Um but it, you know, you're right. I mean it's it's really good to see another young budding player um in their early, you know, early development stages of their career just dominating the game, especially on the LPGA side. It really is, and you know, and you you never know. Confidence is a very fickle thing, and she went through the injury, uh, and and then you know she had to collapse in in her home country, which really affected her, I think, far more than anyone realized when she made the triple bogey uh, to lose to NB, and to to be able to come back after both of those things in the in the fashion that she has, uh, I think it speaks a lot to her mental toughness, uh, and I think that she will be a lot more prepared now. For the next obstacle that comes along, whether it's another injury, whether it's a slump, whatever it might be, I think having gone through this now, uh, she'll be prepared and really loaded for the next time. 
And she's under the tutelage of our very own Gary Gilchrist from the Gary Gilchrist Golf Academy right here in Orlando. So uh, big shout out to, to Gary on, on this win. And we haven't chatted since the Olympics, Steve, the LPGA, the, the Women's Olympics, I should say, but how, uh, how the, the LPGA players fared and, and uh, your thoughts on that. Tremendous. I, I, don't, I don't know that there's a single person who will not say that the Olympics exceeded their expectations. I mean, I know it exceeded mine. Uh, and to have NB come back the way she did, I mean, this is, this is the equivalent of Tiger winning the U.S. Open on a broken leg. I mean, for her to come back the way she came back after showing no signs of form at all anywhere uh, and, and be able to pull off this victory, it, it's, it's one of the stories of the year. And I think that, uh, that to, to have the Olympics come in this fashion, with this drama, with this kind of, of, of medal stand and, and the, the people who are on the podium, I think it fares well for the future. I think that when the IOC begins to look back and say, uh, is golf something that, uh, that should be a sport going forward, um, even though we didn't have some, some names show up, you, you cannot look at what happened and say, gee, this, uh, you know, this isn't a good sport. This was a fantastic sport for the Olympics. And how about Justin Rose pulling out his gold medal yesterday and uh, throwing it over his, his uh, shoulders after putting out on the 18th? If you don't think that thing doesn't mean a whole lot to him, uh, it was really, oh, yeah. really cool. And I guess they're calling him Justin Gold now. <laughs> yeah, how about that? I mean, to, to have him pull that out, and, and it shows how much – the fact that he was carrying it in his golf bag shows you how much it meant to him. Uh, and then to wear it on his final putt shows you how much he believes that it means to the, the fans of golf. And he's right. The reaction he got from doing it was, was some, one of the biggest of the week. Now, uh, let's turn to the PGA Tour because you're coming off the – uh, the Barclays, your thoughts on that and, um, you know, how how it finished. Anybody you were surprised didn't play a little better and what you're seeing for the Deutsche Bank? Yeah, I'm a little surprised Ricky Fowler wasn't able to close the deal, although I probably shouldn't have been. I mean, but he, he really is. His swing is a little flatter. The hook is a little, a little more pronounced than it has been uh, earlier in the season. Uh, and, and he got it done the first three days really with smoke and mirrors. I mean, he had... Uh, 28, 28, and 27 putts in the first three rounds, uh, and, and he just he just ran out of steam coming coming home. But I really thought he was going to be able to close the deal, particularly given the importance of making that Ryder Cup team to him. And so uh, that was a little, a little surprising and disconcerting. Um, but I think we're going to see a rebound out of him. Uh, I, I think that you know he's close. His game is really good right now. So I, I would not be surprised. If in Boston we don't see uh, another Ricky Fowler surge, what do you think about Adam Scott? He had a little bit of a, a blip there on eighteen, missing a real short one. You you just don't know sometimes with Adam how comfortable he is over that short putter. That's it, and and you know it's all a function of the putter with Adam. His ball striking is as good as it's ever been, which means it's the best in the world. Um, but but he just you know he had a wonderful spring. He hit a slump. He started thinking mechanically about the putting stroke, and in talking to him about it, he said, you know, it, it was just a function of being able to just let it go. Stand up, look at the putt, feel it, and hit it. Uh, and, and I think if he continues in that mindset, that, uh, that we may see a surge from him in these latter weeks as well. How about Jordan? You know, I was chatting before we went on the air with Will here. 
Kind of uh, seems like the forgotten man, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to actually think about the fact that this was the guy that won the FedEx Cup last year, took the tour championship, five tour titles and two majors, you know, and and still, you know, hey, he he tied for tenth, but you know, yeah. he, he just hasn't been, uh, uh, you know, the Jordan from last year. That's for sure. Well, we won't see. I don't know that we'll ever see another season like the one we saw last year from Jordan. I mean, particularly in the majors, to have finished as well as he did in, in the in the majors that he that, that, uh, last year is, yeah, it's it's just amazing. And um, I, I'm not sure that that kind of that kind of season is replicable. Um, it's certainly not back to back. You may see it in three or four more years out of him. Uh, once he gets things kind of worked out with the driver, but I just don't know that uh, that we're going to see that kind of dominance from anyone. We're talking to Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Kind of makes you wonder, Steve, doesn't it? That you know, is that something that he he's always going to be chasing, having it that that type of season come that early on in his career? You wonder that, don't you? I mean, the the bar has been set insufferably high. And you just have to wonder, okay, is he going to be able to enter each season with, you know, without having that expectation hanging over him? Can he take one week at a time, one shot at a time, one major at a time? Or is he going to be out there saying, gee, I sure did play, I played better than this in 2015? In terms of Boston TPC, uh, you know, is it tight? Is it going to be, you know, the the best putter what should we be looking for this week absolutely the best putter out there i mean look the, the greens are such that that there are just some holes where you can't hit it close and, and to, to even take on some of the pin placements is foolish so you, you know that this is a center of the green kind of golf course in most instances so the guy who is going to make the most 20 footers is going to win the thing um, and, you know, that that has proven to be Ricky Fowler's forte, and so that's one of the reasons I think he is he is one of the people that you really need to look at this week. When, when he gets hot with the putter, he can make it from any distance. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, coming down the stretch, you know, when the nerves kick in a little bit and he gets a little bit short in the backswing, then it's when that, you know, little pull left happens, and, and it did him in Sunday. It really did. Um, you, you don't see that as much with the long putts. Uh, you do see it from 10 feet and in. Um, so so I'm, I, I, I kind of feel com- uh, comfortable and confident that he's going to be able to uh, do a little better because he's not going to be able to hit this close. Now, Billy Horschel, who we all know won in 2014, uh, tied for 13, went 69-72-77. Pretty yeah, interesting performance by Billy. Yeah, it really was an interesting performance by Billy, who, who, I don't know if it's his biorhythms or what happens, but he tends to play well this time of year. So, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's his season again. Well, with 10 million on the line, it's a good time to <laughs> get the juices flowing and put a little extra in the, uh, investment account. Uh, who, who do you have your eyes on for this week, Steve? Well, I mean, obviously you take the hottest player out there, and that's Patrick Reed, who didn't have his best stuff. And continue and, and was able to pull it out uh, on a and I must say Beth Page Black was, it was as difficult a golf course as these guys have seen in a long long time it was really hard uh, and so for him to post the numbers that he did uh, even with the hiccup coming down the stretch I, I think is uh, bodes well for him in these next three weeks.
All right. Well, as always, we thank you for spending some time with us. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Thanks so much, Steve. Thanks, Holly. See you soon. All right, Will Perry, who are you picking? You know, you never want to take the the front runner per se, but you've got to go with Jason Day coming off a, a fourth place finish there, a T4 and, and a second in his last two starts. We know that putting is going to be the, the deal this week. He's one of the best, if not the best on tour. I'll take Jason Day. Jason Day. All right. You know what? It kind of seems like his time, too, you know, to break through for another win. I'm going with my new man. Well, he's not my new man, but he's definitely well, my new crush. So you're not G- Garcia, obviously, though. It's not, it's not Garcia. <laughs> I'm going with Emiliano Grillo. All right. That's... Thank you all for listening. We're out of here. The Good Golf one. Insiders will be back next week.